Greetings, beautiful people. I hope you're having a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day, night, or day. If you aren't, just remember, God loves you. I love you. You are so loved. It's funny. I say blessed night or day. When I usually say that, I'm referring to spiritual seasons because sometimes we're in seasons of day and sometimes we're in seasons of night. And by that, I just mean the um, dark night of the soul. That is the time and period in a person's life when the moon basically reveals to them their inner their inner world and what's truly going on within their subconscious, their subconscious thoughts, feelings, and desires, which sometimes are not aligned with their conscious thoughts, feelings, and desires. So let's just jump into this whole thing because I feel like that's kind of tied into what I want to talk about today. I'm sure by now you guys are well aware that we are in some type of trans, uh, transition um, within our global consciousness and that I just mean we're coming from one energy into another from fear to love and in between you can kind of see two separate worlds and each is vastly different with the world of love offering this feeling of unity um, less separation and less ego and more love where the fear is offering a lot of ego a lot of separation and a lot of fear and that space is what I like to call the old world and me and my friend were having a conversation the other day and he was telling me about a dream that he had. And I'm not going to go into details because it's personal, but basically in his dream, he had seen a burning house. And immediately when he said that the Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit, what was going on. And so I kind of want to talk about that because I feel like there is some importance to it based on where we all may be or where everyone may be in a sense. Um, as you guys know, we are going through a phase of ascension, again, coming from a third dimensional plane of fear into a fifth dimensional space of love and unity. And with that being said, there's a lot of changes that come with that. And so the old world is this old house that is on fire right now. And basically it is all the old programs, ways, and just overall wickedness that has been um, perverse or reversed. And a lot of things have been turned upside down in that world. A lot of things that are good are now turned bad, vice versa. You know, bad things are considered to be good. The lines are really blurred. And honestly, Honestly, I noticed this with the old world back around, um, I don't know, was it like 2012? And this is when I really noticed duality in the world because there was a song that came out. I'm sure you guys remember it. It was called Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. And that's literally what that song was about, blurring the lines between good and evil. And biblically, this is referring to the house of Saul. So if you guys don't know in the Bible, um, Saul, before he became Paul, he was a pretty bad guy. And most people in the Bible, ironically, didn't turn out uh, or wait, 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 let me rephrase that. Most people in the Bible were actually some ruthless people or they had kind of wicked hearts and intentions. And God was the one who saved them and transformed them and made them become who they were or who are they are known as today. So before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. And if you know the story about Saul, you know that he wasn't the best. And so I encourage anyone to go look into any of the stories in the Bible because they will give you great insight for you know, the Bible is a mirror and a lot of the stories are reflections of things that we all individually face. So they bring great insight into a lot of things. But I'm referring to the house of Saul as the house of duality, which is the blurring between good and evil. It's kind of like a, a game of chess and it is the continuation of prolonging evil. Um, I call it like the dark side of heaven in a sense, where the house of David, the house of life and love is a completely separate house. And this house is literally the house that um, Elohim dwells within, in a sense. And so where you have the house of Saul, that is basically 
controlled by the kingdom of darkness, Satan, Lucifer, the serpent, the dragon, and all types of wicked entities and energies. You have the house of David, which is controlled by the spirit of the Lord, Elohim, Christ Jesus, God, angels, and everything else of the divine kingdom. So you see there are two different worlds in a sense, and we're going to say worlds, but we're going to refer to them as houses. But just know I'm literally talking about energies and worlds here. So with these two different houses, they offer us two different energies. And as you guys have probably come to terms with, as humans in this fleshly body we're in, it comes with a lot of wicked desires and things that don't necessarily maybe align to the conscious mind or the spirit. The spirit is definitely more in a, a better vibration than the flesh. Let's just say that. And so um, the flesh desires pretty much any third dimensional thing you can think of from food to sex, right? Uh, where the spirit desires that connection and union with God, desires to spread love and also dwell within love where the flesh is more distracted by the earthly matters the spirit is not and these are the two differences between the houses okay in the worlds you're gonna see anytime that you're tapped into the fifth dimension those third dimensional restraints and limitations literally fall away you're not thinking about those things nor they are concerned in any form and if they are it's more of a thought that comes and goes right but it's not a complete like pool a pool of energy and you'll notice when you're in the house of Saul or the old world it's almost like you are victim to your desires and your fleshly you know wants it's like those things they come over you and you have no control whether or not you can say no to it or not it's like you're literally running off a program right in the house of David there's freedom from that where you can have those thoughts but they're not so strong to the point that they literally direct your decision making and that's why I'm bringing it up because in the two different energies of these worlds you'll know that one one is freedom and the other is bondage and uh, a lot of people a lot of people are going through this phase where they can see a higher version of themselves that emerges daily but they also see that lower version of themselves and it may be so much to the point where people have found that freedom found that love and all of that but they're still waking up daily in an old program and so they wake up with their old desires and thoughts and they think that they're in this old world and it's not passed away in a sense so they dwell in that space and that's why i'm bringing this up because as the time goes on those lines are going to seem to get a little bit more blurred and you have to be able to discern whether or not you're in the right space or wrong space. And now I'm not necessarily saying the house of Saul is wrong, but biblically speaking, the house of Saul will fall. And if anyone is inside of that old world or that house, they will fall with it, unfortunately. And so it is better to dwell in the house of David or just be in the field, if you if you know what I mean, versus being in a house that is about to be destroyed. And the old house can represent a lot of different things. I just say the old world, but in reality, it represents Rome, it represents Babylon. And I'm talking biblically and spiritually here. I'm not literally saying like Rome, but you know what I mean here. Um, it can represent a lot of different things. I just tie it in as the old world, the old self, the lower self, the programs that kind of keep you trapped to this third dimensional plane, the things that keep you in a state of desire more than a state of, you know, actually action and manifestation. And whereas in the house of David is a completely separation from those things and you actually have less limitations. And honestly, on my podcast, you may see that I speak from that space more than the other. The fear space is there. And I really want to bring this up because you know, when it comes to your spiritual journey, you're going to see or come to a place where you see 
two versions of yourself, a very low self and a high self. And I want to make it very clear that God created this for a reason, for a purpose, and everything serves a purpose under the sun. So the fact that you may see your darkness or that side of yourself, do not feel shame from it. Do not allow that part of you to have some type of hold on you that you, you go into like a low vibration or you look at yourself as unworthy or you look at yourself in a bad way. For God created you and he knew what he was doing when he did that. He created that version of yourself for reasons of learning and elevation and growth. It served a purpose in all of our lives for a season. However, we are coming out of that season and that time where ego, shadow, and like the fleshly desires no longer have a real stake on the um, how can I say this? On the elevation of humanity. They served its purpose, right? And as we move forward, we have to learn to let go of more and more of the individualized ego. It's, it's And I'm not saying not to be an individual. You're, you're going to be an individual regardless because of God created you very uniquely. There's no one else like you on this planet. However, there is a space of unity that you can put your mind together with other people and continue moving forward. Whereas the ego will keep you in a space where you'll get so far, but there are just further places to go beyond the third dimensional construct is what I'm saying here. And um, with these two versions, if you will, they, they present an opportunity for change and growth. And that's why I kind of brought it up um, earlier saying that some people have already discovered that higher version of themselves, but yet they wake up sometimes and they're in the lower version of themselves. See, the old world is going to do its best. It is going to do its best to keep the dream running and to keep clanging and clinging on to what was, right? The old world is already dead. The old life has already passed away. We are living in a new world in a new life do not be swept by the old world and the things of that world you know it's gonna it's gonna keep coming up and it's a fight it's a real fight you just gotta learn how to flow through it with grace and mercy and be patient with yourself when you find yourself slipping back into those darker aspects of yourself whatever they may be be patient and loving with yourself understand that God loves you through that. So you have to also love yourself through that. You have to show yourself grace, mercy, and love and favor. And sometimes you make mistakes. You just got to pat yourself, give yourself a hug and say, it's okay. Just do better next time. And that's, and that's how you keep moving forward. But when those parts of you emerge, it is very important not to shame yourself or put yourself down or belittle yourself or make yourself feel some type of way or slip into a space of fear where you feel like you are not worthy of love. Understand that is an enemy. That is an enemy. That is not the voice of God. That is the voice of ego, flesh, shadow, and any other wicked force that is trying to influence you. For God is love and love is God. You can't separate the two. And so anytime you're thinking outside of that, thinking from spaces of fear or hate, you're just disconnected from the love that is God. But the moment you just let all of that fade away and go, I am perfectly imperfect. I am a child of God. I may be broken, but I know who can make me whole again. All of that passes away. All that drops away. And you allow God to be God. For God is the only person and the only one. Christ is the only one that can truly set you free in a sense from the old that is within the heart. And as a believer, we know that once we become a believer, God puts inside of our old heart a brand new heart. And it's our job to water that brand new heart. And I'm going to talk about it from a different way, a different angle. Um, so I use this analogy a lot, but I often think of the heart and the mind as gardens. And 
what the seeds that you plant within them, the thoughts and the things that you put within your mind, they sometimes take root. And so when you are watering certain seeds of thoughts within your mind, you're allowed to grow into flowers and then eventually into trees and they become very powerful and very rooted. And the same goes for good and bad thoughts. That's why we have to be careful of what we put in our minds and hearts and guard it at all times. However, you know, sometimes we do put bad things in our thoughts and they grow up to be full grown trees, which is the other side of us that we have to acknowledge that darkness for it's kind of like we are humans. Well, definitely this is facts. We are all multidimensional beings, meaning that we are simultaneously living in other dimensions at the same time as the one that we're in. And in all those different dimensions are different trials, tribulations, different versions of yourself that connect you to God ultimately, but you are gaining different experiences and information through all of them. You know, you're literally, oh my gosh, it's crazy. We're not going to go into that. We're not going to that because I don't want to confuse nobody. But, but here on earth, there is the duality aspect of that good and evil. And this is the mind's way of portraying, you know, um, us. But when you drop into the heart space, all that falls away and you see that they are just two sides to one coin. You see what I'm saying here? There's a balance between the two, which is why you shouldn't hate on the darkness that you have within you, but you should work to transmute it into light. For all that darkness that a person holds is just light being ready to be born. Are waiting to be born whether and I, I work with God with this a lot because anytime God reveals darkness within me I'm very quick to surrender it to him for him to change it not necessarily change it but I know that that darkness can be transmuted into light vice versa meaning that light can also be transmuted into darkness based on what you are feeding the mind what you are feeding your heart if you're feeding yourself darkness 24 7 that is what is going to manifest in your life if you're feeding yourself light love God that is what is going to manifest in your life this is important of protecting yourself and you know I talk about it a lot definitely check out my podcast from like two years ago it's called music vibes I break it down and that was one of my favorite podcasts of all times but in that podcast I basically talk about the fact that music and other outlets of media have such influence on the mind and that um, they can kind of control you in a sense based on how they program you and what they're saying. So it's better to listen to things of high vibrations and things that will lead you on the path that you want to be in versus the ones that you don't want to be in. Because whether you realize it or not, all those words are planting seeds within the mind and those seeds get watered over time. They get watered over time. Now, I want to jump into this because as a believer, again, God gives you this new heart. God plants within you this seed of life. And it is our job from that moment, we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we, you know, admit that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, right? From that moment, it is our job to water the seed of life within us. The only way you can do that is by feeding it love, light, the word of God, and being grateful being thankful for all that emerges on your journey from the good and the bad because they are one and the same. They are two sides of one coin. And the best thing you can do in your life is learn to love, love yourself and others. For when you love your own, and I don't mean saying you love your darkness like you want to dwell in it and be it, but you love yourself to go, I love myself regardless of the bad parts. I love those just as much as I love the good parts because they are necessary and they make me who I am. I had to come to terms with myself and all of I all that I had been through with my traumas. You guys know my story. Been through a couple of traumas in my life, even from losing a twin sister. And I really don't talk about that one too much. But that leaves a really weird toll on you growing up because it's like, you know, something is missing and it's just really weird. That um, was a very traumatic experience for me for a long time because I did feel like a part of me was missing for a very long time. Um, 
ironically, I found that part through God, but we're not going to go there. Certain traumas, they leave behind really bad feelings. And those feelings can sometimes cause us to go into really negative spaces, thought patterns and, you know, uh, behaviors. And so some of my traumas had caused me to go down various paths and those paths led to various versions of death within me spiritually um, and just felt like I was losing parts of myself over again, over and over again until I realized that I didn't have to continue dying daily spiritually, you know, in the way that I was. Instead, I took it as an opportunity to die to the old things. And this is where the reverse comes in, because whether you acknowledge it or not, we all go through this process of changing daily. You know, you don't necessarily go to sleep the same person as you wake up the next day. And I'm not saying you change literally, but I just mean, you know, we grow, we evolve, we elevate. So we change mentally. As soon as we hit that pillow and we lay down, our mind goes into a process of just changing and transitioning. And sometimes it's a good thing and a bad thing. This is the importance of planting the right seeds in your garden, in your mind and in your heart. This is why, you know, I I say what I say on my podcast and I at least encourage people to go down more healthier paths and, you know, make more healthier life choices because I've seen the benefits that it's had in my life. And I would like other people to also get in on that wave because it's it's necessary. It's so necessary to live in love and live on that side of the scale, especially if you're a person who has experienced so much death, darkness and fear in your life. You know, I'm saying and I'm letting you know that there is a true opportunity for you to jump into this new house of life and that David offers in a sense. Now, I'm not saying David offers it, but Christ offers in the house of David, I should say. That experience is just it's one that you are going to want to continue on and you're going to want to experience all the time when you feel the love of God. Many people don't realize, but that is the reason most people are Christians. You know, and I'm talking about the true Christians. I'm talking about the true believers. Once you experience that love of God, you don't ever want that to leave. You want to be in that feeling. You want to experience it over and over and over again because it's so beautiful. And it's just it comes with this form of completion where, you know, you're complete in that moment. You're beautifully, beautifully broken in a sense. But, you know, God has made you whole. He's put all those pieces back together. And he's holding you in his hands. And in that space, you have comfort, you have peace, peace that literally surpasses all understanding. And I and I mean that it transcends all understanding. You know, you have your enemies dazed and confused. They wondering why you happy in the rain. And they like, hey, man, what, what's going on here? It's because of God It's because of the space you're dwelling, you're dwelling in your space, you're dwelling in a space of love instead of fear. You know, anytime you're in that space of fear, things are going to feel unright. That's the best way I can. The space of fear is like there's something underlying wrong. You know that something is not right. Something is wrong. You have this weird intuitive like something's off. Something is upside down. And that's the truth is, is because it is and your intuition is picking up on it. But when you're in that space of love, you see things just make sense. It's almost like you have clarity about everything. And I mean, it. you have clarity about everything. Problems in your life they gain solutions. You see a solution instead of a problem. And I think that's just a beautiful experience overall because God knows I've been in a space before. I spent a whole decade of my life in darkness and coming out of that space in like 2019, 2020, I realized that there was just so much to life. And, you know, with God and love, the experience could be had. And I've just been walking down that path ever since. But as I see the world changing and transitioning, I see so many people who are still lost between two worlds, so many people who are in this this duality. And my best indication to let you guys know when you may fall into that space, 
look for the sign 69. Now that can mean a lot of different things, but for me personally, I've learned that it means the swimming of energies. This is your lower self and your higher self swimming together. This is you as the man, the fleshly being swimming with God. And it's giving you the opportunity when you see this to either choose a lower perspective or higher perspective. I literally, Anytime I see 69, that's how I take it. I take it as the opportunity to think from a higher space or a lower space. It's literally, everything's an opportunity if you think about it. But um, six represents the, well, it represents a lot. But for me personally, from what I've discovered and come on my journey, it represents the man or fleshly nature. It also represents the um, manifestation of sins or wickedness and a very fleshly energy, let's say that, where nine represents God, um, wisdom, love, and understanding. It's more higher vibrations. So you have these two numbers, um, six and nine six is a lower vibration than nine is nine is the higher vibration and so when you come or you see that it's kind of that indication like okay i can think from this space or this space i can think from that space of you know oh let's get into it because guys dropping it into me now all right all right all right so there's there's a couple different energies we're going to work with for this and i guess it's important to this podcast because god wants me to explain it but um so you have the six energy the sixth energy, think of that as like the, again, manifestation of sins or uh, iniquities in a sense. And I'm saying it in a bad way, but just being real, where you have three. Three would represent the signature of God or divinity, the Trinity, Elohim, um, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So clearly that is what we would call a good energy. So here you have the three and the six. Now, when you put the three and the six together, what do you get? you get nine, all right? You get that divine understanding, that wisdom, that love that transcends both of those energies. So in order to understand this, it's literally seeing both sides of the coin. You see the good and you see the bad and you stand in the middle, uh, it was called equilibrium equilibrium. I think that's the word. By the way, that's kind of like that middle center between both of your energies. For as humans, we do have a dual side to us. We have, um, every human has this aspect of feminine and masculine energies. Think of it as the left and right side of the mind, but there's a space in between those, that point, the mind, where you can come into this space of divine understanding, understanding that they are just, again, two sides to one coin. And this is kind of like the combining of those energies. You're not necessarily good but you're not necessarily bad you are human you are who you are in a sense and it's okay because that is how god created you it's about finding that balance within you and i'm not saying in a duality sense of going between good and i'm not saying that at all but finding the healthy balance of knowing that all the bad that you have accumulated on your lifetime is necessary for all the good that you're going to put out you know, so we have to take that bad and all the darkness we've experienced, the dirt, if you will, and make something out of it. You know, for that dirt is what is going to grow a lot of trees and flowers. You know, we have to plant our, our seeds in the dirt and the dirt sometimes can represent our past, that old house. And this is why I'm bringing it up within tying it into the whole two house or two world um, theory that I'm kind of representing or bringing up here. Um, so the once that old house comes crumbling down, the house of Saul, this house that is on fire, the old world, once that truly crashes, it is then ashes, it's dust, it returns to the ground, it is is now the dirt it is the old world that we are all coming out of and from there we build a new one right a new one under god's headship with love and unity and a new higher space and this is the opportunity that we all have and I, i'm really grateful for it but um back to the whole balance 
portion. You know, it's it's taking that darkness and doing something good with it. Um, and I and I literally mean that. It's like transmuting darkness into light and understanding that it is necessary, though. Those parts of you, those experiences from the past are necessary. But now you have the opportunity to do something different, create new healthy cycles, create new stories and timelines and paths based on better decisions, you know, um, destroying addictions and, you know, destroying illusions of separation, um, moving outside of the ego and that voice that literally the defensive voice that comes up in most people where they have to feel like they have to defend themselves, you know, and then and don't, don't get me wrong. Like, this is why I say they're, they're finding the balance, because when you realize that the ego is important in a sense and it's necessary in some instances, you know, but the thing is, we live in this society where we've been conditioned to live out of ego. Most people are their ego. They put that ego mask on and walk into the world, right? And that that is an was an un, un, excuse me unauthentic world right there. When you have so many people putting on their ego mask and portraying a version of themselves that may be a part of them, but is not them who they truly are within. And the world has become somewhat dangerous for us to be able to do that. You know, some people are so suppressed because of society now that they won't allow their light to shine how it should just because of the fear of judgment of people's insane egos, you know, tearing and ripping them apart. The only reason why I'm bringing this up because ego is a big part of the old world. And in order to move out of that, we have to address these things. You know, me on my podcast, I'm often talking about um, ego, flesh, higher self, all the Christ, all these things, because to me, they're all energies that we tap into. And when we're tapped into a fear or egotistical energy, it just, is that the word? Ooh, I don't know. But if we tap, in, tap into that energy, we then present ourselves as this mass version instead of who we truly are within. And that, that, that world is just a world that won't sustain, which is why it's crumbling down. You know, if you're building everything off ego, you know, it, it's not going to last. Um, thinking biblically and spiritually. Um, so God, when, or I'm not God, but certain people, when they were creating things and God made it very clear that you should create, um, stable foundations, right? Of silver and gold, because when God brings on the fire or the water or the experiences of life, those things won't be destroyed. The silvers and golds will last, but the things of hay and stubble and just dirt, those things will be destroyed. This is the importance of really building and creating a stable foundation of truth and love and those of who you are, who your soul is. Because when you're in that space, you're not thinking from the ego space. The ego only creates things that uh, dwell within duality and duality is not going to last. It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall away. And, you know, this is just the energy that we're all moving out of. The Again, it's the understanding that that old world is going to pass away and there's going to be Kind of like, do you want to stay in it and be destroyed or do you want to move forward and allow all that darkness to flee and go? It's super hard, guys. It's super hard. You know, it's a challenge. Every day is going to be a challenge because you're going to see parts of yourself emerge and you're like, dang, that sounds fun. The other day, and you know, I'm just explaining this because this is my walk. I was playing a video game and it just didn't feel right to my spirit anymore. I grew up playing video games and a thing that is so simple didn't gel with my spirit because I felt like I was just wasting time. I felt like I wasn't doing 
Or I could be doing something that would bring me closer to God instead of separating me. Not saying the video game was separating me, but in a sense, when you got to focus, shoot, people shooting at you. Are you focused on God? No, you playing Call of Duty. Are you focused on God? Let's be real about it. Nah, nah, you, you at war. So that's not your focus. And that's just kind of what I mean. Sometimes video games can be distracting and there's a time and a place for that. But um, ooh, man, I feel like I over explained everything. Jesus. But um yeah that's kind of what i was thinking about this morning and understanding like that whole world and process is eventually not going to be here and as we're going through these times of change and transitions to be patient with yourself and understand that what is emerging from you is necessary you have to see it you have to become aware of you and the energies that you've been carrying all this time some people are still like dazed and confused about their shadow they don't even understand the shadow or the persona or all these deeper aspects of their psyche. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You know, we still have the time to truly learn and grow and understand these things when we're supposed to. And the way I view it, you know, God is always going to bring across your path, which you need to know when you need to know it. You don't ever have to worry about that much as long as you, you know, and, it's, and God's also cool because he'll like show you something like three months before you actually have to use that knowledge or information. Right. And then something to pop up and you're like, oh, I know how to handle this or I know the thing to this. I, I love me some God. But um, yeah, this whole world thing. It's just being aware of what's happening because if you're aware you won't get trapped and you'll be able to transition accordingly you know in your own time and your own space but i really bring this up because i see so many people so many people in a burning house and i see it with my eyes and with my mind and with my heart and it troubles me it troubles me because i know i can do nothing about it i know that the most i can do is express and share what I know and what I see, but at the end of the day, it's up to every individual to make their own choices and decisions. And sometimes that sucks because, you know, I really do want people to make it. And when I say make it, I mean make it to heaven, make it to the new city, make it back to God, back to source creator. I really do. I, I really do. Because you making it is me making it. And, you know, I'm not tying us all together or anything, but uh, Ascension is a collective effort. It's a collective effort, whether you realize it or not, but you are contributing to a grand scale of information and experiences, you know, literally every night you hit that pillow, everything that you went through that day, you know, it, it is stored. It is stored in the collective subconscious. Strangely enough, I know it's weird. We are in this together in a sense. And ooh, ooh, when God tell you to do something, just do it, you know seriously just do it because you never know what you saying or doing sometimes you just hugging the next person talking to the next person will really set them free or help them or you know bring some type of clarity to their situation in their space sometimes everybody just needs a little bit of light a little bit of light and i think that light is enough to guide them out of darkness what is it keep your eye on the sparrow you know keep moving forward and keep trusting in god and when you get into those spaces of darkness love yourself through it because if there is no light around you, understand that you are the light. Understand that, which is why the darkness is important because that darkness ignites that light within you to shine brighter. And when you're in darkness, always know that it is an opportunity for you to shine and bring clarity to it. You know, bring light to darkness. Sometimes you gotta do that. And that's why I am spinning this whole thing from this angle of self-acceptance and love 
you know, not saying to love your darkness over the light, not saying none of that. Trust me, I'm not saying none of that, but realizing it is a necessary aspect of who you are and all your darkness has made you who you are in a sense. All of my darkness has made me who I am. And yes, I would be a very, very diabolical, ruthless and terrible person had I, you know, really went back into my darkness. I probably wouldn't be the best human being. But when you're connected to the spirit, you kind of don't got a choice. You know, it's always going to guide you. God's always going to guide you and lead you to spaces that you're supposed to be in. 144, if you get it, you get it. But God bless that is the end of this podcast i hope it made some sense i know i was talking all over the place but i just had to get that off my chest honestly this was like three different podcasts in one and i was talking about a whole bunch of different topics but really the whole like gist of the whole podcast was the awareness of the old world and the new world and the energies that come with both um of fear and love where the old world is so indulged in fear and chaos and destruction as the new world is of love and light and endless possibilities and opportunities and either way you look at it it is just spaces to be in and it's up to you whether you choose to be in either you know just be conscious of your choices and decisions and when you find yourself slipping and falling be patient with yourself and always trust in the lord and know that he will bring you out of any darkness or or he'll give you the power to execute now i shouldn't say execute but eliminate the darkness around you so with that being said god bless you and have a beautiful blessed day